Hello and welcome to Born Clutch. My name's Harrison. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Excited that you can be here and listen to this right now. Just the fact that we have this technology and can do this is incredible. So the reason for the podcast is ultimately to give you tools that I've developed over the last 10 years, not just me, as far as developing, I've learned them and honed them and have practiced them and and want to share them with you, help you not fall apart potentially in the biggest moment of your life like I did. That's why I'm here. You know, for me, <laughs> as a bowler, you know, I come from, I played all sports growing up. You know, my hand-eye coordination, they said, was great. You know, I always made all-star teams, things like that. But bowling is so funny because whenever I was in high school, it was it was a new high school I was going to. So it was my first year there, and I was trying to make new friends. And I'm sitting in class one day and sitting next to a guy named Forrest, a new friend I was, I was making, you know. You know how it is. And next thing I know, it's like ding, ding, ding. The uh, the bell rang for like the little overhead announcement. It like you know did that thing so you knew it was about to start. And anyway, over the last few years, like attention, bowling tryouts will be next Wednesday. Please meet at this particular bowling alley at this time for tryouts. See you there. And <laughs> as soon as we heard that, it was like instant. <laughs> bowling tryouts can you imagine and then we like we just kept laughing like what if we did it (laughs) right what if we went to bowling tryouts and and i was like do you want to do it and he was like i'm down let's do it and so we decided right then and there that we were going to go to bowling tryouts but once we decided we're like sitting there like wait if we're going to go to bowling tryouts we can't be the worst ones there Right, we've got to at least show up and be decent, and so we decided after school that day we were going to go up to the bowling alley, and so we had a, you know, this is when I was like fifteen, and so about to be sixteen, and so we get up to the bowling alley and get our shoes. We pay like three bucks, paid like three bucks a game, and uh, <laughs> got our house ball you know, the blue 10-pounder, 12-pounder, I'm trying to think it was a 10-pound ball, and got up there, got our shoes, put it on, started it up, and it started bowling, and we realized really quickly that (laughs) we suck, especially when there was this guy next to us, and I was like, every time, like, he was just bowling strike after strike after strike, and he was like around our age, and I was like, dang, you were good, man, and I was like, are you are you on the team? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting ready for tryouts next week. It's like, awesome. I was like, can you give me any tips? And anyway, he starts giving us some tips. I mean, this dude is incredible at bowling. And so like trying to take in everything. So over the next week, I basically start like training to bowl. I go bowl every single day getting ready for this tryout. So does Forrest. Like we go together and uh, we meet this guy named Mason up there. And so anyway, bowling tryouts, they come and it's like over two days and they are trying to basically take your average over those two days and the top averages are going to make the team. And after it was over, I was like, so I was like, man, <laughs> I did not think I did very well. And I averaged 141. No, 140. 
and the cutoff was 135 or 139.5. So I made it by half of a pin. <laughs> I made the team. I was the last one in Forest. He was like a pin or two behind me. Like it was all, we were like really close. Average like 140 over those two days. And so ended up making the team. And, you know, that, that guy that was bowling next to us, Force and I ended up kind of going our separate ways, but I got into bowling big time. So like I ended up going like that next day. I was like, I got to get my own ball after Mason. He was like, dude, you got to get your own ball if you're going to be good. So my dad, he goes up there. We spend like 109 bucks on a ball. I get it drilled, like customized for me. And I start bowling every single day. I'm talking every day. Like, and I even got a job at the bowling alley so I could bowl more there and be there all the time. And over the course of, you know, that year, I got really good, like incredibly good. And so Mason and I, we decided, hey, like, let's go and do doubles at, you know, and try out for the state championships. So as a team, we go and we end up at that event setting the state record for doubles. So we became a state champions right then and there and set a record that would hold for the next seven years. Like both of us bowled incredibly well. Like way, like we averaged like 279, both of us. <laughs> like we were bowling out of our freaking mind that tournament. Like it was like, a, you know, it was one of those moments where you don't, maybe he did, but I didn't realize how big the moment was. You know, it's like a freshman in basketball or whatever, whatever sport it is. You know, they come in and they're just like shooting and it's like so free and they get to the big dance, you know, and they're, they're still good, you know, but then the next year comes around and maybe they take a little bit of a slump because, you know, now you realize how hard it was to get there. You know, like you realize that the pressure is on, like, you know, you know, expectations are there and with expectations comes pressure. And that's what happened with me. So the next, over the next, you know, year after that event, I think it was like, you know, this was different. So this was like doubles for like the state. Then it got to high school, the high school championships. And whenever it got there, obviously, you know, it was, it was the following year. And because the first year I was on the bench, pretty much, I, you know, because the first I made the team and I was just working on getting better but the season started and I was just working my ass off to get better and at the after the season was over that's when they had like the state individual and double championships so after high school so the next high school year rolls around I'm now a starter and I come in I am so confident I'm averaging you know like I said between 210 and 220 at that time and just feeling amazing <laughs> and I come into this regional final and confident, feeling great. And first ball, I throw it, I'll never forget it, right in the pocket. Re leave a ring 10 pin. Means the four shoots around the, the 10 pin or the six shoots around the 10 pin. And so I ended up missing the next spare. Like I missed that spare. And I was like, like draining, like, cause you do not miss spares, like spare, missing a spare is huge. But, and you know what I didn't realize and I wasn't thinking about was, is it's the first freaking frame, first frame of the, the match that was three, three games and I missed it. And now I'm in my own head, y'all. I am stuck and I can't get out. You know, I'm grinding every single shot is the hardest shot I've ever thrown. 
and I have, you know, people on the bench are looking at me, and, you know, after the first game, I bowl a 137. Mind you, I'm averaging 2, you know, 15 in that area, 212 to 215. You know, I'm right in that range. I bowl a 137, y'all. Lose that first game to my opponent. Coach comes over, he's like, Harrison, you know, let's, what if we let this guy bowl? And I was like, no, I got it, you know, like, cause you don't want to give up your spot. You know, he was asking, he didn't take me out, he asked me. And I was like, no, I can do this. Next game, I bowl like a 171, still way below my average. And then third game, I end up squeaking out like a 201. Just overall, a terrible series. And we go on to lose that match by 10 pins. And there's six bowlers on our team. 10 pins. And I averaged, you know, whatever it ended up being for that series, but a good, you know, 50, 40 pins below my average each game. (laughs) So 10 pins was just nothing. It was, you know, that one spare. And so I was heartbroken. You know, I ended up hearing, you know, the coach got, or it got back to me that the coach was talking bad about me or saying I blew it, which I already felt that way. You know, if you're a real competitor, like a true competitor, I think that you're your own worst critic. You know, no one can be harsher on yourself than you. And I already was. And then hearing that, it was just complete and utter, you know, demoralization. That's even a word. Sounds good, but I was I was bad, and I gave. I ended up quitting bowling competitively, and ended up getting on drugs. You know, like I started taking pills and drinking alcohol with it, and just going off the deep end. It was bad for you know a year and a half, two years, and my family knew it. They ended up moving me you know I moved back to another city where my mom was living because I was with my dad for those years and ended up getting clean you know and coming out of that it was as as bad as it was and how bad pills are for you like they are no joke people see it as just popping a pill no it is so much more than that y'all it can ruin your life so quickly because you don't even realize you're taking them at a certain point. So you got to stay away from those. That's my urge to you. Stay away from taking any type of prescription medication unless it's just completely medically necessary. Anyway, that's my two cents on that. But saying that, after coming out of it, you know, I started falling in love with uh, sports again. You know, and I started picking up disc golf and ultimate frisbee, which is one of the best sports in the entire world. You know, ultimate frisbee is a combination of football, basketball, soccer. So much fun, y'all. If you've never tried ultimate frisbee, highly recommend it. You get to be a quarterback, a receiver, and a defensive back all in the same point potentially. Like it is just so much fun and you can go any direction, you know, like soccer and then you score like football in an end zone. Just lots of running, but man, is it exhilarating and the injuries aren't nearly as bad. So anyway, that's ultimate. But I got into that, ended up qualifying for the national championships of that with the team, which was just incredible. Uh, Had some big time highlight moments I'll never forget. And then uh, ended up you know, going another step further, like after that happened, you know, I started really, you know, as soon as the, 
I got out, you know, out of the pits with the drugs, I got really curious with Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Like those three individuals really like stuck out to me. I started asking questions like, what makes them so clutch? You know, how can they, how are they performing better when the moments and the most, and the pressure is at its highest? Like what happened? Why did I crumble and why are they performing so magnificently most of the time or lots of the times? And I started getting curious about it. And I started researching and ended up getting certified in what's called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Don't know if you've ever heard of it, but NLP changed my entire life. It changed the entire game of understanding how you can become clutch, how you can train it, how you can use trigger, like a trigger, developing a trigger and ultimately anchoring that trigger to a point on the body so that you can activate you know, the feeling of clutch, like having that feeling inside your body that you're competent, you're competent, you're in control, the game comes to you, you know, you're in flow, right? You can create that zone. And that's what this is all about. That's, that's my message to you. That that's what I want for you. If you can hone in this skill, because the physical side's one thing, being able to throw the ball, catch the ball, all that stuff, most of the time, you know, the top players in the world, they can all do that stuff. They can. They can all, like, you know, look at look at the NFL right now. Uh, you know, if you're, hopefully you're a sports fan if you're listening to this because that's what I am. Look at the NFL. Look at all these quarterbacks that are strong. They're fast. They, they make great decisions a lot of the times. But then whenever it gets to the playoffs, you know, One mistake, you know, lots of times it's who cannot make a mistake. That's normally the person that's going to win. And normally the the person who tries to do too much is normally the person that loses. Typically, you know, that's not always the case, but lots of times the person who tries to overextend and, and throw harder than they need to, or, or, you know, whatever it is that extra, you know, whatever it is. That's overextension, and that's whenever error comes into play. So remember that. You need to make sure you're in control, whatever it is that you're doing, no matter what. And that, you know, part of that comes down to the mechanics, having them down even when you're tired, but it really comes down to having your mindset in the right place consistently and training your brain, the neuroplasticity in the brain, to constantly go back into this flow state. You know, it, I think it's possible to be perfect. Now, will you be perfect right away? Absolutely not. You, There's no way. You know, it's just like whenever you're doing anything new, you're not going to make a basketball in the hoop every single time you shoot. You're just not. <laughs> Go shoot 50 shots. Promise you right now, you're not going to make every single one of them. I don't even care if you're standing underneath the basket. You're going to miss one. Go out and try it. You know, I mean, maybe after a while, after this first one, if you train, you could probably do 50 in a row. But the first time I can pretty much guarantee you're not going to do it. If you do it, uh, please come back and and email me at HarrisonFH at gmail.com because I want you on the podcast and I want to talk to you. Because <laughs> that is like you are you're a phenomenon, in my opinion, even if you're a great shooter. That, that would be incredible to me. So I coach uh, a college team here in town. Just a little bit about me. I also coach kids on how to be clutch. And this is, this is my outlet hopefully reaching more people. 
And so what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be giving you exercises, you know, things that you can do in the real world every single day to help train yourself to become clutch. Because honestly, born being born clutch, you know, I, I think that whenever we're all babies, <laughs> I, I kind of, I think we are all clutch. But then what happens is we all start getting in our own heads. Other people get in our heads. They tell us what we can do, what we can't do. They put limits on us. Then we start putting limits on ourselves. And that's what's so cool about this NLP stuff that we're going to be using. Think about this. N is in neuro. Linguistic. Think about that. Linguistic is language. And then programming, obviously, is like programming computer. So what you're doing is you're using language to reprogram the mind. It's so powerful, y'all. Think about this for just a second. Like, let me give you a real-world example. Don't think about a pink elephant. Do not think about a pink elephant right now. Don't you do it. (laughs) Now, be honest with yourself. Are you thinking about a bright pink elephant right now? Are you seeing it in your mind? Right? Even though I said don't think about a pink elephant, you can't stop thinking about it every time I say it. And what does that mean? That means that the mind cannot decipher a negative. This is so important. That's the reason why self-talk is can be completely defeating to someone. Like imagine you're standing at the free throw line and you're about to shoot a shot and you say, don't miss the shot. What'd you just say? You just said, miss the shot to yourself. Because the mind, the brain cannot decipher a negative. Don't you think about a pink elephant right now? It's impossible. You can't do it. The mind can't decipher it. You know, that's one little piece of NLP. But what you can do is you can start recognizing this. You can start looking and listening and hearing your language that you're speaking to yourself. Or you instead, you could say something, make this shot. You're a beast. Make this shot. Win this game. It's not don't lose this game. It's win this game. It's not we're losing focus. It's we're becoming more focused right now. It's got to be, you've got to change the way that you speak to yourself. And so often, because of the society that we grew up in, that we're living in today, everything out there is negative. There's so much negativity, y'all. And we take it in and we start using it and speaking it even to ourselves. And so it has to become a training exercise that you do each and every day that where you're focusing on your language, where you're focusing on what you're saying to yourself. You've got to be positive. You've got to speak positive in, to yourself. It's critical. I think it's it might be one of the biggest first steps that you can take right now to becoming clutch. Say, I'm clutch. You are. You are the, on, the only reason why people crack, I think, really. One of the main reasons people crack under pressure is because they get in their own head. They get in their own head and they're stuck there and then they're not they're not in the game anymore. They're in their head. Because if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing next, you're late. It's just the truth of it. If you're thinking about your next move, you're late on the court. Because everything's happening in real time. Like, I just want you to think about that for a second. <laughs> it's so critical. You've got to get out of your own head. And that's the reason why training's so important. You have to train all of the moves so that they become unconscious. 
and you can perform them no matter what. That's the reason why you need to train tired. If you're training just whenever you're fresh, you're doing it wrong. You need to get to the point of absolute exhaustion and then train. It's, it works so well because then you're conditioning yourself so that whenever you're in those pressure moments, you're tired, you're not going to start breaking, your body physically isn't going to start breaking down and you have the mental capacity to know, hey, I've trained, I'm in this, I'm feeling great, great, I'm a beast, whatever I'm doing. It's so important. You've got you've to think about this stuff. And, you know, lots of times... It might seem like, oh, you know, I need to start and I need to go super big with my training, right? No. How do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time. It, it's got to be small. Small little steps forward, baby steps forward on this stuff. Because if you try to take too big of a step, you're going to fall. So remember this. Whenever you're working on this, little bitty changes, little bitty steps that you're taking forward on whenever you're trying to get better and keep it simple. All right. I know I'm speaking very, you know, grand esque right now, but it's, you know, it's so true. It applies to everything that I'm talking about right now. Simplicity is key and you need to really focus on the quality of whatever it is that you're doing. These are just really important pieces of the puzzle. In order to become clutch, you've got to break it down. You've got to get get it to a simple place. And then once you do that, then you can start speeding it up, right? Once you get something down, like think about like a move, for instance, like in uh, like a karate move or, you know, a taekwondo move. Do you think that guys that do this, they just get out there and they just immediately do the move and throw somebody? No, you have to go slow. Just like when you learned how to walk as a baby, if you try to go too quick, you're going to fall over. You it it's got it's one baby step at a time before you're able to do a dead on sprint, before you're able to do a turnaround jump shot, before you're able to run across the middle and catch a ball running full speed with the defender around you. Like this type of stuff doesn't just happen. It's trained. And in order to be great, you've got to be consistent. Right? Like yeah, if you can catch one out of four balls, that's not good. That's in your area. That's the reason why starting slow and make it focusing on the details is so important in whatever you're doing. All right. So this is how we're going to do it. These are just some things that I want you to go ahead and start putting into your mind. All right. I want you to start focusing in on this right now. Focus on what one improvement, one change that you're going to make right now, small, and then start building on it. Little bitty baby steps towards your goal. And I highly recommend writing down a goal. What are you trying to accomplish? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to end up? Because if you're climbing up the ladder and it's on the wrong building of where you're trying to go, what's the point? What's the point? So keep that in mind. Where, write down where you want to go, where you want to end up, what's your goal, and then start small. Baby steps forward towards it. And that's the action that you got to take. Mm. <laughs> what a great, I think it's a great first, first step of this podcast. This is a little baby step. This is a little step forward for you. No matter what you're working on, you can get really, really, really good at it. You can. You absolutely can. You know, and the first step is, you know, you have to have the belief in it. 
You got to believe that you can. Because if you don't believe it, no one else is. <clears throat> they might believe in you, but, you know, no one, no one's going to take you to the top. You have to go there. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the effort. You have to start training the mind. It's very critical. And so now, so for your action steps, you know what they are. All right, I want you to focus in on one small step that you can take towards your goal. So write that down. Write down whatever it is that you want to accomplish, what you want to end up, whatever comes to mind. Write down a very specific goal and one step. Write down one step that you can take forward. And with anything that you're working on, you know, maybe it's maybe it's your jump st- jump shot. Start small. Start short. Right? Start really close to the basket. Simple moves. Maybe no jump to start if you're working on a jump shot. Right? Just make sure the elbow is right. Make sure look at yourself in slow motion video if you're working on something like that. You will get better very, very quickly if you can do this. You need to figure out where your weaknesses, remove those, and really just continue to improve upon your strengths. Right? Keep getting better and keep working hard. This has been an episode of Born Clutch. Super, super pumped if you made it this far. And I hope this continues to serve you in the future. And let's keep going big, one step at a time, every single day. Peace out. 